Hello and welcome to University and Everything in Between. I believe it's episode eight now. I'm very excited. We're getting through them nice and quickly. Um, this week I'm joined with Aliki. How are you doing? Are you good? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. It's always a bit of a weird uh, dynamic doing these sorts of things. Like, have you ever been on a on a podcast before, or is this like no? This like no, I've hope... never been on a podcast before. No, this is very exciting. I hope it. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, you know you get something out of it, and it's not too like sort of fish out of water style stuff. But uh, so I planned, obviously, with each episode, I tailor it as much as I can to the person that I'm talking to. So I'm planning to talk to you about veganism. Uh, I want to find out about like you know how it works and and how to do it properly, and and some of your favorite yeah. recipes and stuff, and just talk about like the different things that come along with that. Um, and then sort of a little bit about what it's been like sort of traveling to and from uh, like Italy between, especially for the last few months, what that experience has been like, um, you know, whether it's easy or difficult and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And like traveling abroad and, and, and how you've been managing that sort of stuff. And, and we'll just, we'll just, I've got some other things that I want to pick apart about what you do and what you get up to. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, is there anything that you're doing at the moment that you want to like shout out to people that are listening yeah so um so i run a youtube channel called aliki's corner and on it i talk about veganism sustainability kind of mix in with student life and i've also recently opened an etsy shop where i sell cards postcards all that sort of like arty part of my personality uh, so that's <laughs> been keeping me very busy yeah um, it's been designing stuff sending out sending out po- postage and all sorts of stuff but um yeah so those are my main two areas other than obviously studying which is soon going to be taking up my life again oh yeah, yeah. won't it won't it be as all but that sounds like it's <laughs> quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of work setting up an etsy yeah. shop has it been uh, has it been fun doing that yeah it's been so fun so i kind of decided to do it on a whim when i was back in italy um i was like i'm going to open an etsy shop and then in the matter of like 4 weeks i just kind of set it up designed all the things ordered them Got, did everything so yeah opened it about a week and a half ago now so yeah it's really exciting yeah it's always good to find things that you can do creatively i mean the last few months especially as well you know finding stuff to keep you busy obviously when you're when you're at uni you know unlike most people i'd assume when you're one of the most important things is like learning how to cook and finding things to eat and stuff like that and yeah all of the people so far that i've spoken to pretty much standard diet of like you know the classic student yeah. it's usually like you know meal deals ready meals yeah you know that sort of thing there's no real you know importance placed on what you're eating it's more just yeah. like eat whatever as but, long as you're eating yeah, yeah. but yeah. for someone like you i feel like you must put a hell of a lot of thought into what you're eating and yeah. and, it, and it's not so much on a whim it's just whatever's in the shelf you'll have it's more just like you you got to do a lot of research is is that what it's like yeah so I really enjoy cooking um I actually moved out of my family home when I was 16 I went I came over to the UK from Italy to go to boarding school for two years and then I worked in London last year so I had a year to kind of experiment with cooking and probably I had kind of the student experience of eating and cooking last year yeah um because I wasn't a vegan yet so I kind of was just eating random bits and bobs but this year definitely um I uh, because I love cooking so much I put a lot of time into it and um yeah as you said like I have I've had to do research to make sure I'm getting all the right nutrients and to make sure that everything I'm eating is healthy and is you know giving me a balanced diet um but yeah I spend a lot of time cooking all my flatmates (laughs) would say I'm the person who's in the kitchen the most just constantly trying out new things so that's what I like it that's what I love the most about going to uni, not going to lie. Just like making the kitchen smell great with just all the different types of food. Yeah, our kitchen did not smell good most of the time, but not because of my cooking. No, um, I can imagine. It smelled absolutely <laughs> terrible. So every time I went in, I was like, as many spices and things that would kind of yeah, change the smell the, up a mask bit. Mask the smells, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. For, for real, like moving into my second year house, I was like, I took so much pride in just in just unleashing yeah. the aromas of like you know i mean i don't i'm not a vegetarian so the aromas will be slightly different but it's yeah, a great still, feeling to yeah to do that for sure yeah when your food smells nice then you know it's probably going to taste nice as well so it all works out you'd hope end. so you'd hope so but yeah i mean you just mentioned it but what's what's the difference in terms of trying to be vegan in the uk versus trying to be vegan in italy like what what how much does it change in terms of what you can eat 
yeah, so it actually changes a lot because I only became vegan in January um, and I haven't been back, to, I wasn't, hadn't been back to Italy because um, I was planning to go back for Easter, but obviously that was cancelled. <laughs> um, and I've just come back from spending a month in Italy and I kind of got there and there's just nothing. Like in the supermarket shelves, there's like no vegan cheeses, no vegan yogurt, no vegan anything they have a few like vegan burgers but that's yeah. like the extent of the range um whereas obviously here in the uk you can find hundreds of different types of food items you could buy um so that was definitely i noticed that because I, I went to the supermarket one day i was like i really just want a pack of biscuits and i couldn't <laughs> find any biscuits and i was just like why am i here right now but it's, it's definitely like... a lot harder to be vegan in italy yeah. than it is here like no, even restaurants don't cater for vegan meals at all. I mean, I've, so. I've, 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 I was supposed to go to Italy last year, and because of that, I can't, you know, say for sure, uh, for sure, what it's like to eat in Italy. But from just what I can imagine, it doesn't seem like it's a particularly, you know, vegetarian or ve- or, or vegan focused yeah. society. Like a lot of their meals are like, you know, have bacon in them or pork or you know mince yeah definitely and all, no and we have um so it's very regional food in italy so kind of like depending on where you live the food will be very different you won't find the same things in two different regions so in my region it's mostly is actually vegetarian which is great um but it's all very 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 cheese based so right works well if you're vegetarian not so well if you're a vegan so when i was back initially i actually just ate a lot of vegetarian food because i you know i love going out for lunch and dinner in italy um and so i just kind of decided to just eat cheese and that was just gonna have to work yeah because there was no other option yeah. you must you must still be able to eat pasta without the egg in it though do you try do you try making your own pasta Yes, yeah, so I've that's actually made my own pasta last night, the first time that it worked. I oh, congratulations. What, what type Thank was it? Um, so I just made tagliatelle. Oh, I love the Italian accent. It's, <laughs> oh, you've, you've, you've sprung that out of nowhere. <laughs> so I just made those and I made them with a zucchini of courgette pesto. It was delicious. I was so happy it worked finally. I tried making it a few weeks ago and it absolutely failed. So it was great. Filmed a video about it as well. So I'm going to put that up soon. I'm just Classic. very happy it worked love the italian accent by the way do you you. do you just pull it out as like a party piece (laughs) i love it whenever i can say anything in italian i'm always like lasagna tiramisu (laughs) just like anytime i can but no i yeah i love being able to speak italian yeah do you i'm guessing you don't get to you don't get to try it much being in uh the uk yeah no i've met a few people that are italian um and i've like every time i'm in an italian restaurant I always try and make conversations with the waiters, hoping that they're Italian. Because yeah. sometimes you just find Italian restaurants with just like British waiters. But whenever they kind of like <laughs> I've, I've been look in Italian, I make sure to say grazie and then hope to see that they'll reply and then and be then, like, are you Italian? <laughs> and then, I, I mean, I can kind of relate to that. It's like you see those videos on social media where someone pretends not to be able to speak the language and then you say yeah. a sentence and you just see their face like light up. Is it that exactly. kind of experience? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love just getting it out like taking it out of the bag and be like i speak italian too <laughs> and it's just italians are so friendly as well so it's just you're, you know you're going to make conversation if you if you start speaking italian so yeah yeah that's cool i like that i mean circling back to talking about food yeah like where is uh because obviously where, where would you say is the best sort of regional pizza in in Ooh. in italy I'm assuming you're going to okay. say like somewhere like napoli or something yeah i'd say probably yes but I actually just love, I, I'm not going to lie, this is going to come, but I actually don't love pizza. <gasps> Speaking to the wrong person here. <laughs> I know, I don't love pizza. I I do, I've learned to enjoy it throughout the years. I think since coming to England and trying like chain pizza, I've oh. really learned appreciation for Italian pizza. Fair, yeah, I'd um, imagine you would. <laughs> yeah. Even I but, can probably um, tell that it's not that good. <laughs> in, in, my, um, in my region, as I live close to Milan uh, there's just some amazing like artisanal pizza places um, which make like tall pizza I don't really know how to call it in English but it's just kind of pizza dough which is really thick and um, just like smothered in tomato it's just so good yeah um, so I would say I love that but I think it's because we have a lot of like regional pride within <laughs> us <laughs> like our food is the best that's good that's why that's what so, it's all about yeah but where, so, where, yeah. where's I mean 
as a person who then doesn't like pizza from an objective yeah. standpoint where would you say is probably the best oh yeah definitely napoli mm. because you have to go to where it's you know where it started and then there you're gonna have the most variety as well so yeah, yeah. i need to go i need to go yeah um, definitely i saw this fantastic pizza made that had um so the edges you know like a stuffed crust so they yeah. put they put tiny balls of like ricotta cheese and then he folds Ooh. it in i know it's like it's not yeah, really not something vegan, that you'd but eat. that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still sounds good but t- tiny balls of ricotta cheese around the edge and then folds the uh, the sort of crust into like sort of these pointy star shapes all the way around so you get like tiny ball of ricotta cheese inside the p- pastry at the top and then the and then the yeah, tomato I've seen that actually. it, it yeah. looks fantastic it does it looks really good but, Definitely uh, try a vegan version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what are some of the vegan alternatives for the different cheeses that you could um, use? So I personally don't like many of the vegan cheeses. I think that's the one thing that needs to improve. But there is this cream cheese called by a brand called Coco. And it's just like Philadelphia. And I think that is absolutely delicious. I literally have it every day. I love it. <laughs> but every I've not found a cheddar yet, which I love. So if anyone who's listening has found vegan has cheddar which tastes good <laughs> let me know send I'm some looking in, for one. <laughs> exactly. send some to the uni of york we could use it exactly yes i want to take it back and take a look at from like a proper analysis of how someone you know chooses to become that so you've started vegetarian yeah. and then i imagine you turn vegan but what what gets you on that on that road to, to do that is it is yeah. it more from like a moral perspective is it more from like you know you you know massive advocate of sustainability yeah or is it just keen to try something new wanting to be unique what what's going on what's going on over there exactly <laughs> so um my brother became vegetarian when i was 16 um and that was definitely the first time i started really thinking about it i'd never necessarily thought twice about eating meat we never ate meat much as a family so we ate it maybe three times a week but that was like the extent of it so when he became vegetarian we started eating a lot more vegetarian food just because obviously we weren't going to cook something different for him um and so that was kind of started my vegetarian slash vegan journey um and then when i came to london um to work i decided to become vegetarian and that was all for sustainability, environmental reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, being vegetarian slash vegan is one of the best things you can do for the environment. Um, and then this year, in like November of first year, I was going to bed and I watched this documentary called Dominion. Honestly, should not have watched it before bed. I was crying my eyes out. It was like, what was it the worst about? Thing I've ever watched. It's like a documentary showing from birth to death of each like farm animal oh so like chickens cows sheep yeah so you kind of see so you see like dairy cows egg egg chickens and then you also see animals that are for meat and you kind of just see like their whole lifespan and it was honestly so upsetting and i'm the type of person who's kind of very much all or nothing yeah so the next day i was like i'm becoming a vegan i was like i can't I can't like the thought of uh, yeah, after watching that fair, yeah. being able to say. So now it's for moral reasons, but mm. obviously I still, I mean, I care a lot about sustainability and a lot about the environment. So obviously that's a big part of it as well. That's what got me started. Yeah. But um, now it's definitely moral is one of the main things. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I've seen a few, I've seen a few really interesting documentaries about like uh, chicken farms and stuff like that. And they've been genetically like modified and bred over like decades yeah. to, grow to like full size in like three like seven weeks or something rapidly just put on loads of weight and if they don't and then they die like they have heart attacks and all that i know it's horrible there's that um there's that there's that funny clip of jamie oliver making those chicken nuggets for those kids have you seen that i've seen that clip oh yeah i think i have actually and he's showing them what goes into a chicken nugget and it's like chicken skins and cartilage it's disgusting and and then he blends it all up with like breadcrumbs and uh, like some other like bits to just pad it out a bit. There's like some chemical that he puts in it as well. Yeah. Um, and then fries it and then makes it and then shows it to the kids after they've seen that whole process of how it goes. And then they still want to eat it. Oh God. Just... <laughs> see, that's the thing. When people see this sort of stuff and kind of then are still, I always find that so confusing because yeah, one of the things for me as well is kind of like seeing how in so many, especially if you buy meat from like a supermarket, you really don't don't know what's in that meat. No. Um, I think I know a lot of people, especially in Italy actually, who 
buy their meat locally from like local farmers and you know I think you're a lot more aware of a how those animals are being treated and b what those animals are eating and what they're being fed and stuff but yeah I think supermarket meat is definitely one to look out for and fast food meat (laughs) for sure yeah I mean those are just a few examples of the ones to look out for but yeah I mean how vocal are you about like the moral aspects of eating meat are you are you someone because there's a there's a guy on youtube who like does that classic thing of setting up a table in public and then writing something like oh yeah meat eaters are like (laughs) are like criminals or something and i mean i kind of get what he's going for um because like there's not a whole lot of moral standing that someone can have yeah Um, i mean i'm not sure my opinion on it but i I'm the type of person who I'm very much kind of like, each person can do their own thing. You know, I'm not here to judge anyone. Um, with my friends, I'm definitely very vocal. Um, right. So when I think also when people kind of make fun of a vegan diet, I kind of, I'm like, well, actually, between me and you, I may be eating rabbit food, but who knows what you're eating. Um because a lot of people do have a lot to say about the vegan diet um, and just about how it must be disgusting or it's bird food or it's rabbit food. You know, those are the typical comments you get daily. Mm. Um, And so in those situations, I'm definitely very vocal. And with my friends, I like force my friends to watch like documentaries. (laughs) I'm like trying to convert them all, please. Um, So you're on a mission almost. I mean, your family sound like they're already doing it, so. Yeah, my family are, like, so good. I mean, during lockdown, I cooked everything and it was all vegan and they never complained. It's not like... Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely with my friends. I want to become more vocal. And, you know, I'm hoping that through YouTube and Instagram, you know, a lot of people who follow me are people I know who aren't vegan or vegetarian or aren't into sustainability. But I'm hoping that kind of through what I do, they can kind of be like, oh, you know, I'll try this out. Um, But, yeah, even my boyfriend, I converted him to drinking oat milk not being a vegetarian so you know i feel yeah. like I'm, I'm making progress imagine i love when you said <laughs> people who aren't into sustainability imagine yeah. imagine not being into caring for the planet <laughs> no, but so many people are They're it's just so like difficult hungry. like to, to, to put it in perspective like it it's so difficult to be sustainable because the entire yeah. world is engineered around capitalism which by definition doesn't have to be sustainable for the the, the planet all it yeah. cares about is, you know, production, profit. profit, and then you know, screwing over the little man or whatever, and yeah. and and it and it's like uh, trying to trying to be sustainable is just so difficult. Like, uh, do sure. you, do you, do you sympathise with people who want to try and do it but don't know how to start or? Oh, for sure. I think the first like wanting to be better is like the first step and probably the most important step into being sustainable. I think. It's really hard, especially on social media, because there's so many people who live or claim to live like zero waste lifestyles. Um, And it's just unrealistic. Like you're never going to be able to be completely zero waste um, unless you live, you know, in the countryside and are self-producing all your food. Yeah. Isn't that the dream? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, no one no one can really claim to be completely zero waste. So I try and live plastic free whilst at university. Right. and for the most part, I can do it. Like, But there's obviously going to be some times when I buy something and it's going to have some plastic on it. Or, you know, I've bought something online and it comes and it's in plastic packaging and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's very much about making small changes. Also because there's so many things you can do that I think sometimes it's a bit overwhelming to think, I need to do this, 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 and this to be sustainable. Um, and I, it's just unachievable. Whereas I think maybe like choosing one thing or two things that you're going to try and do already makes such a difference yeah because you know what were yeah. some of the most surprising things that you found out that you could change to be more sustainable that, that, that a lot of people just do a day-to-day and don't realize like um so definitely quitting fast fashion okay so, so is that stuff like is that stuff like primark or is that stuff like that's ev- pretty much everything pretty much everything so, so you- um Fast fashion is the idea that something is fast to design, fast to make, fast to like uh, send out, like deliver, fast to use and fast to like break. Mm. Um, So, and often comes at a very low price. So yeah, Primark is a prime example because, you know, you can buy tops in there for like one pound 
And that just makes you think, A, how well is that gonna be made? B, what material is that gonna be made of? And C, how much is the person making it gonna be paid? Yeah. Or what are the working conditions? Um, so I quit fast fashion maybe two years ago. Um, so since then I've only ever bought in charity shops and All it's right, been great. Okay. I found, you know, like that's the thing, in the UK there are charity shops and you can literally find everything in charity shops like it's a bit more of an effort but you can find everything yeah. that was a massive change and that's something I am actually very vocal about as well with my friends um and also on my social media I'm very passionate about slow fashion and trying to like slow down the pace at which we buy stuff so st- um, so so stuff like ASOS you must just hate because that is literally yeah. like that business model is just getting stuff to you as fast as yeah. you possibly can for as cheap as you can exactly exactly and all of those kind of like boohoo misguided pretty little thing Shein, all of those things are just literally try, like also the fact that they have like a thousand new designs each week that kind of makes you think mm. you know i feel like there's so many red flags yeah. and once you know what they are like i feel like once i learned about it i couldn't unsee it like i could just not at all buy fast fashion um so that was one of the big changes i made obviously going vegan was a big change but also um choosing to always buy the um loose section in fruit and veg the the, all right okay the loose section so so stuff that doesn't get pre-packaged or is not exactly um like left out just for people to pick and choose exactly um so i buy all my fruit and veg from the market but um in the shambles love that place literally like my second home um but i before doing that i would just go to the supermarket and instead of getting i don't know three peppers in a plastic like uh, bag yeah it, i would just get three peppers loose and that already makes it, such a difference like it doesn't make sense to use those plastic bags i watched a stupid video that was like 30 seconds long and it was literally that exact thing it was someone going to like a, a patisserie counter and picking out like a croissant and they put it inside a plastic bag and 30 seconds later he was chucking away the plastic bag because he'd exactly. eaten the croissant and it was like yeah you, you, but but those things are just so small and subtle yeah but and people convenience. don't yeah. yeah no for sure like that they are small changes but they're changes you need to realize that you want to make and mm. then you can put it into action but if you're not thinking about it you're just going to continue buying what you've always bought so you're just going to continue buying the peppers in the plastic bag or you yeah. know the bananas with the plastic lining around them you know all of these sort of things um and so that was the first thing i did as i said now i try and live pretty much completely plastic free at university but those that was the first thing just buying fruit and veg out of plastic mm. um and that i think is a huge thing plastic is reducing black plastic is super important so yeah i imagine that must be really difficult at uni especially trying to be plastic free what is yeah. is what's that like so i as i said i buy all my fruit and veg from the shambles um at the market yeah and i love i love that um because you kind of like you're with local people um you're supporting a local business and a local farm um and i love that and then for my all my other ingredients i buy from a place called the bishy way Ooh, which is I like the sound a, of that. <laughs> it's a bulk store so right. you go with your own containers and you they have like bulk bins and then you kind of like empty the bunk, bulk bin into your container and then you weigh it before and after oh, and cool. you pay for your weight that sounds really good um it's great. Again, love that place. Um, so I go there and then for anything, I buy cans and jars um, yeah. and I buy those just like in a supermarket. But um, there's a big misconception that I live a way more expensive lifestyle because I live re- with reduced waste. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask you that. Like, it's difficult to obviously put a figure on it and really yeah. like identify how much it costs in comparison to like a standard you yeah, know, well, in, I, I I, mean, obviously each person chooses to buy different things each week and I'm seeing as I love cooking, I probably also buy slightly more expensive things, but I spend less than most of my friends who are meat eaters and use plastic. So, you know, there's, at the end of the day, I do actually spend less than them, even though I technically live what people consider to be the more expensive lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that everyone could afford to live, like to buy plastic free completely and to, you no. know, buy all the vegan maybe things that are a bit more expensive but it's definitely not necessarily more expensive than the other option from an economics perspective it can be slightly cheaper depending on what you get i mean it's great it's great to it's great that you say though that you're supporting like local markets though like Mm. i think i think that's important because obviously that isn't something that survives all the time around the country sure 
um you know like with local markets closing down and, and not being as popular so it's great that you know you're putting an emphasis on the importance to support those those local trades which which is good yeah um and it's something i really enjoy and i got to know like the people i always go to the same stall in the market for fruit and veg so i got to know them and i kind of just always go and say hey how are you you know we kind of like yeah you get more like a personal a bit of a relationship bit of a yeah. relationship yeah do you yeah. get like do you ever get like a bit more put in for you or a bit, a yeah, bit of money for off sure. That's sometimes the thing, like they're so like nice because they're just like i don't know i always feel like local people who like own farms are just so nice they're just kind of like oh here have this or we've got this in special offer this week and it's just lots of things which you just know they care about so much and i think it's really nice yeah you're not going to get that kind of relationship with the with the guy working behind the cashier at sainsbury's <laughs> so. no, exactly exactly <laughs> were they the were they the main sort of things though that you've yeah, found sure. that that changing was the most yeah. important and impactful thing that you did yeah definitely oh that's yeah. fair what uh what are some of the things that you think people could feasibly and realistically achieve? Are they some of the things anyway? Or? Yeah, well, I think it's really hard because obviously for me, these things feel really easy now. I'm kind of like, it's just my life. Mm. Um, but I realised that for someone who's maybe starting way, way, way back from where I was four years ago even, it's a lot harder, the idea of going from eating meat every day to being a vegan, you know, or things like that. But I think it's just reduction i think it's like in life with all of these things i've been talking about fast fashion being a vegan plastic free all of this sort of stuff it all comes in like steps i think reducing your meat reducing your plastic reducing your like how much how many clothes you buy that's already such a massive improvement and it just goes kind of like step by step but i think before even that doing your own research yeah is key yeah. Once you've done your own research, you know why you are doing something, you know what you stand for, you know, you know why something is important and it's a lot easier to make a transition. So with obviously people finding conflicting advice with things like diet, um, it can be quite important to make sure you're not making those mistakes in terms of what you're eating and making sure you're getting the right nutrients. What would you say were some of the mistakes that perhaps you made early on about eating and things and making sure you're like getting yeah. enough protein is a main thing so um when i first started i knew from the get-go that i had to so when you're a vegan you have to take a supplement for b12 that's the only thing which is pretty much pretty much impossible to get you can get it in a vegan diet but you just have to eat so much spinach and kale that i just think you literally would become a rabbit um so one thing i definitely think i got wrong at the beginning was I knew that I had to take a B12 vitamin. Yeah. So that's the only thing which is pretty much impossible to get in a vegan diet unless you eat a lot of spinach and kale. Um, and so I kind of didn't really think about it uh, until maybe a month or two months in. Um, and then once I did start taking my, B my B12 vitamin, I felt a lot better. Like I didn't at all feel ill or anything whilst in the first two months, but even just things like my nails and my hair, okay. I could feel were like weaker all right, okay. without the B12 vitamin. And since taking the B12 vitamin, I, I can tell that they're a lot healthier and stronger, which sounds a bit random, but I don't even know if that's what B12 is supposed to do to you. But either <laughs> hair way, and nails, that's I, maybe. <laughs> that's the difference I noticed. Um, so that and then protein. Protein is a big one. Like everyone always says, like maybe the main criticism I get is it's impossible for you to get enough protein as a vegan. Right. That's what my dad always says to me. He's like, you're not getting enough protein. You're not getting enough protein. Um, so that's the main kind of thing to do research into. Again, I'll probably at this point have a video out when this podcast goes out all about vegan protein, but um, just making sure you're including in your diet lots of like chickpeas, lentils, tofu, all of that sort of stuff, um, which before being a vegan, the idea of all of those things would have made me gag um, so what changes then in terms of that outlook i think i so i i've always hated beans any type of bean legume not my sort of thing at all um and then when i became when i decided to become a vegan i was kind of like okay this is between me not liking something and kind of like teaching myself to like it and a moral standpoint that i stand by and between the two, I preferred sticking with my moral standpoint. And so I think I just kind of like slowly introduced them into different like foods. Um, 
and now I love them. I have chickpeas very often and tofu, love it. I absolutely love tofu now. Um, so I think you just, yeah, just kind of, you make a decision. A lot of it is about like what you decide to do, like mm. how you decide to live and what's important to you. And so, yeah, I kind of decided that's what I was going to do. And now I eat those foods a lot, but yeah, it's definitely important to have protein. So what I did is I use an app called my fitness pal, which like, I've heard of that record, yeah. like your food. And just to make sure, like I do that every now and again on a normal day, just to kind of see my nutrients and kind of see, okay, I'm, have I got enough proteins? Um, if you look up online, you can literally find so easily how many proteins you should be having for your weight and age each day. Yeah. Um, and then you can just do a few days of tracking and you can kind of realize if you're having enough. Um, and yeah, that's super important though. So it's, it sounds like uh, you, you've got it on lock personally. It, 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 it also sounds like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you, you, it's a journey. Like it's always a journey. I mean, it's good to know that there are lots of like apps and things out there to help you with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting the protein, I can imagine that'd be really difficult. I've, I've seen for, for people starting off brand new, um yeah. i've seen like interesting people online and stuff trying to do like vegan bodybuilding and stuff like that or vegan uh yeah uh you know like going to the gym and trying to trying to do that because that's have enough proteins for that yeah because yeah. that's seen as quite like a you know a very traditional thing that you have to eat meat and you have to get more protein in yeah to, to do that and and seeing people that actually are successful at that is quite it's quite interesting um yeah there's a documentary on netflix called game changers i think i've not watched it but i've heard that that's a great one for boys to watch because it's all about kind of how you can do a lot of sport obviously girls as well might be interested but i've heard that this one in particular is geared up <laughs> right boys. yeah um and kind of like bodybuilding again and kind of how you can do all of that on a vegan diet so the whole aim of the documentary is kind of to convert men to being vegans because showing them all the things which they might enjoy doing they can still do on a vegan diet um and so i've heard yeah i've heard that one's really good no that's cool yeah i think it's important to to you know as you say research and and watch things that are really entertaining as well in terms of that um it's like making it making uh more of a more of an emphasis on representation in like popular media for people on those kind of diets it's the same thing with like you know seeing like the bbc did like the first one of its first like gay kisses uh on on a show and it's like in a similar vein, it's just like trying to make sure there's more representation of that sort of stuff. Because um, then it might yeah. encourage people to, to see it. Is there anything else Definitely. that you've been watching recently in terms of documentaries? or? Well, I feel like after I watched that first documentary, I was a bit um, traumatized. <laughs> it can, they, so, they try and shock. <laughs> that is like one of the big things. It's like shock appeal. Isn't but it? I think, yeah, it's shock appeal, but also that's just actually what happens. So mm. you, I think you get shock appeal, but you also just get like an immense quantity of like, I like guilt. I don't know. I just felt overwhelmed by the guilt of my life. Um, but I I watch a lot of YouTube. I love YouTube. So I watch a lot of YouTube and on YouTube I follow a lot of people who live vegan lifestyles or live sustainable lifestyles. And I feel like that's a great place to get A, information, B, inspiration, you know, ideas, lots of different things. So yeah, yeah I really enjoy doing that. In terms of in terms of inspiration, I was taking a look at your Instagram account, and uh, and I couldn't help but see just how like aesthetically pleasing it is, um, <laughs> with you. like you know all the all the photography styles of the food, and then like the mini graphics and stuff. Is that where does the inspiration for that sort of stuff come from? So I have a friend in Italy who um, has an Instagram account where she um, pairs food dishes to art, so she will kind of like have like the slidey Instagram things. I'm not really sure what they're called. Um, I'm not very tech savvy. And then um, she'll have a photo of like a meal on one. And the next one will be like a photo of an artist's painting. And I remember she'd been doing that for years and I'm always so like in awe of her photography and of her art skills and stuff. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I got inspiration for the photos of the food. And with the infographics kind of like talking, I use that kind of more for sustainability purposes. So it's really hard to post on Instagram about sustainability because it's not like I'm gonna post a metal straw, like a photo of a metal straw <laughs> and be like, let's all stop using plastic. Um, so I feel like having actual information because once again, like doing your research, knowing facts, knowing figures helps to kind of reinforce ideas. Um, so. That was kind of, again, I think I just saw other people were kind of doing that and I thought, great, that looks good. Instagram is not my forte. I 
I was telling my boyfriend earlier, I find Instagram very overwhelming. Oh, it can be. I way prefer YouTube. I'm the same. <laughs> Everything's overwhelming. I don't know what I, I, don't yeah, know what I do. <laughs> but like, yeah. have you had anyone like approach you about saying like, oh, I saw that thing you did and it's, you know, encouraged me to try something new or... Because I think that's like yeah. quite, a, quite a fun thing that can happen from doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, yeah, so I've had quite a few people contact me who I know who have been like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I'm going to try and do this or I'm going to try to do that. But I think it's especially with the recipes. So, for example, I made some cinnamon buns on my YouTube channel <sighs> probably like two months ago at this point. Mm. And I had so, so many people message me being like, I made your cinnamon buns, they're delicious. And that makes me really happy because a lot of them aren't vegan, the people who made them. Oh, that's cool, um, yeah. A, they enjoyed them and B, like they actually made them. So it shows they kind of like made a step to try something, uh, which I think is great. So um, yeah, mainly it's been about food. Sustainability is more like when I talk to people in person or people who watch my YouTube videos. I feel like I have like, a, I find YouTube a lot easier, but also I think I have more of an impact because I can talk. Yeah. And I you, think talking helps people connect. Definitely. So, We'd yeah. hope so. We're trying that here. So. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> yeah. Is that Cinnamon definitely. Buns one, one of the most like popular ones you've done? Or is there any others that really like stood out? Well, the when I post what I eat in day videos, those ones do really well. Um, Fair enough. Surprisingly. Yeah. But um, recipes, yeah, probably the Cinnamon Buns was the recipe that did the best. I, everyone loves cinnamon buns whether they're vegan or not everyone loves them yeah so, it sounds yeah. good might have to try it myself definitely yeah definitely. it's good uh it's good to you know share recipes would you ever think if you if you garnered enough if you had enough i'm guessing you're trying to like you know experiment with foods would you ever put would yeah. you ever try and put together like a recipe book yourself a hundred percent that is my long-term goal for life to make a recipe book a vegan recipe yeah. book i would love Do that it. um I'm thinking possibly of doing like a Italian food vegan recipe book. Oh, you're branching out. You're, you're hitting the markets here, you know? I know, exactly. So yeah, that would definitely be a long-term goal if, you know, I managed to kind of um, hit it off with YouTube and kind of like grow an audience, then yeah, definitely. If you're going to think about it right now, okay, right, this, okay. It's, it's almost like a Gosh, mini like, okay. a mini game. Okay, this is completely yeah. impromptu, but what was some, what would be maybe top three if you can think of them recipes that you yeah. might chuck in, in chuck in the book oh well definitely would have to try a vegan tiramisu okay that's a must-have that's my favorite dessert in italy but you know made of cream and lot and eggs and milk so yeah. you know i'd have to find a lot of replacements um i would probably definitely have to do a lasagna Oh, of course. I mean, that's a staple. But that one, I have actually made a vegan version and it turned out good. So I've already got the recipe for that. That's that's ready to go. It's in the oven. One, yeah. Third one is probably vegan ice cream, vegan gelato. That, that can be, you know, more at the end of the book. That could be the dessert section. Yeah, that can be the dessert section. I think dessert section, I've got loads of <laughs> for the dessert section. Can think, I think of them all already. But um, no, definitely for mains. Um, yeah, I, oh, I just love cooking. Just the thought of food now. I'm like, but like even, I know a quiche isn't Italian at all. Um, like Italians would be good <laughs> with this, but I'd love to make a vegan quiche. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it can just be it could just be yeah. Italian, and then bridge it w with whatever other cultural food yeah. you like, and, exactly. and just Italian and everything else I enjoy, yeah. and just you know, <laughs> yeah. take take the the horrible UK dishes that you found, and and, and, <laughs> and improve them yeah. with an Italian twist. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I love that. What um, I think that'll be good. I hope you uh, I hope you manage to put that together. I hope so too. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, that'll be a fun project <laughs> to do. You know, definitely. Um, but is that some of the is that one of the plans for the future that you have? Yeah, so I definitely I think before the actual cookbook, I th I'd probably release like an ebook. Um, so because it's a lot easier. You know what you should do? I've know? just thought of it now. You know we should. Great, I'm ready you for know it. we should do alongside. Do like a Nigella Lawson like TV style like run through your cookbook doing like yeah because because you could you could add like a little bit of personality to it you know you got you got, yeah, you got your kitchen that's like a whole series a whole series of cook great there we go <laughs> <laughs> no my plan is in january to do um a recipe every day for veganuary yeah 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 um and so i'm hoping that series will do like really well and yeah my at the moment i'm really working on just like growing my youtube channel i only started it during lockdown so it's been kind of like 
my lockdown baby. You and me both. I've... You and me both with this. <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm working on that. And yeah, again, growing my Etsy shop. And those are like the two things I'm like really working on. Um, and yeah, so I'd probably make an ebook sometime in the future if everything goes well. Yeah. Well, props to you. Hope it goes very well. Thank you. What, um, <laughs> what would you say needs to change for it to become more sustainable or more, or more um, viable for, for general um, people? I think more sustainable definitely to be able to find more vegan food out of plastic so kind of every single okay so except for um Stella McCartney is that her name Linda McCartney <laughs> <laughs> I was like who's Stella McCartney is it Linda McCartney her sausages and her burgers and all that stuff come in cardboard but every other type of vegan sausages and all of that sort of stuff comes in plastic and yeah. I think improving that would help be more sustainable to help it be more like achievable for people to actually do it I think better vegan cheeses that's an important one um because I think a lot of people don't go vegan from being vegetarians because they love cheese they just can't they um, just can't give it up yeah like I definitely used to be one of those people I, I used to love 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 cheese so the thought of giving up was really hard, especially because I knew that there was really not many good vegan alternatives. So I think there needs to be an improvement in vegan cheeses. I think that's the main one. Absolutely. Yeah. I can imagine a lot of people would be like, I can't give up cheese. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think that's an important one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. If they, if they brought out some like properly good tasting, I think most of the time it's just some of the main things that that, that can really put people off is texture and flavour. Like if it's a, if it's a weird texture but a good flavor, it's like uh, it's it's like you know you need those two. You need to nail it, yeah. yeah. But absolutely, sure. definitely need some some good vegan alternative cheeses for sure. Um, definitely. But I want to talk about obviously being from Italy and studying in the UK. Which is better, UK or England? <laughs> um so between uk and italy gosh so i think definitely obviously food and weather wise i would pick italy any day I'd, yeah i'd, I'd literally agree. here today with rain outside um and it's probably like 35 degrees in italy at the moment, but, <laughs> don't um, think about it don't no. think about it <laughs> yeah exactly um no definitely i would pick italy for that i've really enjoyed studying so i studied my whole life in italy until i was 16 and then, as I said earlier, I came over to the UK and went to boarding school for two years. So I kind of had a weird experience in England because obviously it wasn't like the typical experience. But I definitely way, way, way preferred that to Italian school. Right. Um, and I definitely prefer English university to the idea of going to an Italian university um, just because it's very different. And I think this works a lot better for me and what I like and all that sort of stuff do you know what the differences are between so um at university in italy often you still live at home and you commute ah. so you'll normally just go to like the closest uni to your house yeah. um so where i live most people go to uni um in milan and they'll just commute every day like an hour by train um and so that's already something and i think a really important part of university in the uk is like yeah that's the experience that's the big moving out that's the big and, thing it's like exactly. independence most people don't even come to uni for a degree <laughs> they come for the experience oh god tell me about it um, <laughs> so yeah that's definitely like for me i think i would just hate to be living at home still and kind of be commuting when i could be living you know by myself and doing all my own stuff and yeah, yeah definitely yeah definitely big part of uni is uh that independence and moving away for sure um so like I won't go as far to say that you're an international student because obviously you live in the UK and you've been here for, for like quite a few years. But as yeah. someone who has like lived in uh, Italy for most of their life and gone through the education system yeah. and is technically, some might say, an international student, uh, yeah. is there any thing that you've noticed perhaps that is slightly different for people coming from another country that you've known uh, studying at Uni yeah. of York? Is there anything that, you know, you, you, you didn't realise would be like that or... Yeah, so definitely the first thing I noticed when I came to the UK a few years ago, um, but maybe I noticed it more even when I came to uni, is that, and this is mainly, I think, coming from an Italian culture more than being international in general, is that people here don't really touch each other. But, like, in Italy, you're everyone just attacking, hugs You're just attacking my British <laughs> sensibility here. We do, we do not like, express Italy, emotion. You know that. I know, 
exactly. Whereas I'm someone who I'm very passionate about talking. I love talking, but also I like, I'm used to like hugging people. I'm used to kind of just like being very tactile and people here don't do that at all. <laughs> like here it's a miracle if you hug someone you know. And so oh, wow. I definitely noticed that. Like I had to like learn to kind of like- Not compulsively kind of hug people. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was the first thing I noticed when I came over. But I think that is mainly just because in Italy we are so like expressive with our emotions. Um, but I think, yeah, it's. I mean, I think, I think also, you need to find some some different people to to speak to because a lot of people I know are completely fine with with hugging. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah. Now like, when I met my when I met my flatmates, I, we were all kind of like, okay, we all kind of just like cuddling, and so we literally <laughs> most of our evening was like watching TV, all of us girls just on the sofa, kind of like, um, and that was really nice. No, but when you first meet, people, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first meet someone, you're like, hey, it would be know, a bit hi. weird to uh, just in the uk to just go up to someone you've never met before and just hug them but but then yeah. i guess that happens in italy that you just you just yeah, casually definitely. just hug people yeah i don't know i just feel like we're but also like with our opinions i'm very opinionated and i'm happy to tell everyone about my opinions whereas here it's not so much it's like I, I, yeah i wouldn't say it's it's like that as much you do get people yeah. obviously who, are, who yeah. are like that but so but have you what have you I ever... had to learn to tone it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you what have you been in a situation where you've been like oh yeah i do this or i like this and then everyone's been like what <laughs> <laughs> no definitely like um well i'll like start i i really like having discussions with people about things like we might disagree on um and so i'll start talking about something and then the moment they realize this is going to be a discussion they quickly back down they're like nope i don't want to be a part of this and i'm just always trying to like talk to people about like their opinions and my opinions i'm mm. like what do you think on this what do you think on this but yeah, I've had to learn to tone down my opinions and tone down my my like love to discuss. Yeah. I think it's I think it's uh it's like the British aversion to conflict or like confrontation. It's like yeah. you know you, you don't you, you don't want to just end up in a heated debate with someone. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. You feel like there's like an argument brewing or something, and then you're just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to approach it. I'm going to leave exactly. it. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I feel like English people are a lot more like passive aggressive. I never really oh, yeah. know when people are serious or not. Whereas in Italy, everyone just tells you exactly what they think. So you just know straight away what's gonna, what's happening, what they're thinking, you know. So that was definitely the main thing I realised um, when I came to the UK. But in terms of university, I think I kind of was expecting everything I encountered, I guess. Um, the Yeah, again, the main difference there is like drinking culture in the UK is very different from drinking culture in Italy. How so? Um, so in Italy, people drink from a much younger age, but a lot more responsibly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can I can understand that. I don't think there's yeah. much in the way of responsibility in no, the UK. Um, yeah, that's the main difference, I think. Is that I think the, I there's knew... no there's no like Italian lads drinking Stella in in the local park at the age of no. like <laughs> sixteen. No. It's... We like we we definitely like I think yeah in Italy you drink from a y lot younger like I yeah I think just from a very like well, as soon as you're a teenager pretty much I think people often it's drink like twelve thirteen but... little glass of wine at, at dinner or something yeah yeah but even like out with your friends because there's a lot less like rules about like you can go to a supermarket and buy alcohol and no one will ask for your ID which is really bad but that does happen um, but yeah so when I came to uni I kind of like lived out my youthful years so I felt I feel like such a grandma like I'm literally the mum of my friends like I'm always taking care of people I'm like okay let's go you'd already gone yeah. through that whole like rebellious exactly. teenage years long before exactly. you turned up to uni so yeah <laughs> yeah oh dear I have also been regarded as like the dad of some friendship groups in the past so I I can relate to you on that yeah I feel like <laughs> it's the level. most fun though you're just like taking care of people and you get to hear all the things they have to say which they're not going to remember the next morning and you could just have it all stored up for know? what <laughs> just you know if you ever need it if they ever say anything you're like actually, actually... this is what you said this <laughs> night <laughs> let me correct you you're just making like a mental note of people things say <laughs> yeah oh, that's fair <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear me. Um, do you feel like at uni, especially that being an international student, that you you think there is a good support network for people, or that that could be improved? Yeah. So I, as you as you said earlier, I feel like sometimes I don't really consider myself much of an international student. So I definitely haven't used anything 
that there may be. But one thing that I think is a really hard balance to find, and I'm not sure if at York that's been reached, is kind of the idea of helping people find a community whilst not like segregating people. Yeah. Um, so I think often people, like I think it's completely normal to have more in common, feel more friendly towards people that come from where you're from. Um, just because you share values, you share culture, you share language often. Um, but there's a risk with that of people just becoming like a group and then not expanding into kind of the rest of the community. Um, and so I think sometimes having a lot of like international events can be a bit problematic in that sense. You don't want it to be like, oh yeah, internationals and domestics and you know, it, that's kind of like it's like, it's like the airport <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. did, i mean it does yeah. feel like right from the outset that the international students are sort of like separated from yeah because you have the international students move in it's the day before isn't it yeah usually yeah, yeah. So they've already like kind of met other people who are international yeah so yeah definitely it's really hard i think also that's why so this year i didn't join the italian society because i just wanted to like make friends and kind of you know mingle I guess um but then this year now that I feel like settled and you know I've kind of feel part of like the uni community I guess um yeah. I'm gonna join the Italian society just because I feel like I need some Italian kind of humor and some Italian food and you know <laughs> what's Italian humor come on um, you've just you've called British people passive aggressive and sarcastic I mean I call them sarcastic <laughs> but that's because you know that's true I, it's just like I think, yeah, because people say what's on their mind a lot more, it's also a lot easier to make jokes, which, like, I guess could be offending the other person. Because it's just, like, it's clearly a joke, because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't say it in that term. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think British... I, I quite enjoy British humour. I never laugh at it, but I do enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, listening to it. Oh, dear. But I don't, I don't know if Italy has any particular type of humour. I when just you, feel when... like it's, you know, different. Have you, and when you're watching like uh, some of my favorite sort of British comedy panel shows, is like, Would I Lie to You? Okay, uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, t- eight out of 10 Cats does Countdown. Uh, I've not heard of that one. Oh, the, it's brilliant. Um, have you, you've heard of Countdown where they have to guess? Uh, yeah it's basically the the comedy version it's the it's the after dark okay. version um with, nice. with with a bunch of like comedy uh comedians um but are you, when you watch those are you just like steely faced <laughs> or, are you, or do you uh, enjoy them would i lie to you i sometimes laugh at would i lie to you is the funniest <laughs> yeah i do like inside i think oh that was kind of like you know funny, but i'm not the type of person who laughs out loud a lot so i'll watch friends and never laugh and I mean, all my friends I, I, be like I mean, I don't like Friends, so. Oh no, <laughs> I do enjoy Friends. My mum, my mum just sits watching Friends on repeat, so I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, come on, you nice. need to find a new TV show to watch. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just one of a kind. Love it. No, but yeah, I'm not the type of person to laugh out loud, aloud much, so yeah, I find it hard to know when I actually find something funny. <laughs> And when I don't, because I'm like, I'm not laughing. But... Oh, God. You got like an inner yeah. monologue saying like, this is funny. Laugh now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the cues when they put up the thing saying, now laugh. Yeah, laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I'm trying to like find things that you might find funny. Um, but I mean, I'm sure I'm sure people have tried and failed. <laughs> yeah, no, my brother's type of person. He finds everything funny that he finds online. And I just watch his things like, oh, I might find this funny. And then I'm always like... No. It's like, dude, it's just not funny. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like hard crowd, hard crowd. Yeah, exactly. This next question then is going to completely fail because I was going to ask like, what is the most fun thing you've done? <laughs> I'm not saying okay. you can't have fun. I'm just saying, what, what what's the what's the most enjoyable I moment? Think very grandma of me to say this, but the nights in which we just kind of like all would cook and then sit around watching TV, like chilling or like. We would have like pamper evenings where one of my flatmates would give us all face massages and it was wow. so nice. Yeah. And that was really enjoyable. Or like, or sometimes we'd go out for dinner. I always like the things where it's kind of like making a memory without really intending to make a memory. Yeah. Spontaneous. If you know what I mean? Like you're just living life. You're just living in the moment. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but no, I had, a, I feel like, yeah, my year was quite weird because as I said earlier, like strikes, coronavirus, all this stuff happened that kind of made it quite like dramatic on one side because you've got all these things happening but also quite mellow on the other side because 
everything's kind of like pushed back and it's not really normal life. Yeah. Um, but no, I feel like I was really lucky. I got on so, so well with my flatmates. So I'm actually living with five other girls that I lived with this year. Um, and we just, just made some incredible memories, just like kind of in our day to day, cooking together, dancing, you know, singing, all that sort of stuff. Just kind of like girly. It's the classic. Girly lifestyle, yeah. It's the classic, just uni experience, spontaneous exactly. fun, you know, staying up till 3 a.m. watching films. Or even like staying up till 3 a.m. in somebody's room, just like chatting about like nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. Eating biscuits, living your best life. Yeah. Definitely. Really missing it right about now. Yeah. Get, yeah I know. Getting well, on nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just excited to move back. Yeah. No, definitely evenings when my friends would go out. Because often I wouldn't even go to the club. I was like, oh, not made for this. So, but evenings, there was one evening, it was one of my friend's birthdays. And and I said to her, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to come out clubbing tonight. I was like, I'm making it, I'm doing birthday. it. Exactly. I was really proud of myself. I was like, I can't believe I'm going. <laughs> and anyway, we were all kind of like getting ready and people started drinking. And I'd had a bit to drink, but I wasn't at all like drunk. Yeah. And um, <laughs> suddenly... Left, right, and center, everyone's throwing up. Everyone's what? It was just honestly like everyone all of a sudden it's was like, just like <laughs> not able to cope. And so we didn't go out clubbing, which for me was great because I didn't particularly want to go anyway. But um, I just had to like take care of all these people, like put them to bed. I love, like that for me was one of the funnest memories just because <laughs> we were just all, it was so surreal. Like as you were saying, it was kind of like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> sounds like everyone's just throwing up all at the same time. It sounds like some sort of like beginning of a disaster film. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was a very surreal experience, but that was definitely one of my funnest evenings. Going out and and I mean York's not amazing in terms of that, but it's a, yeah. it's a shame you never made it to the club. No, I made it to a club um five times. Oh, five. Actually, wow. Which for me, I feel like every time felt like, oh gosh. But no, I went to the club a few times, but I very quickly realised it wasn't for me. So it, it, it's not it's not going to be worth getting a platinum card for you, is it? It's it's like, no, no, you're not no, going to no. make it back. You're not going to make that money back. Nope, nope, definitely not. No, but I did enjoy it when I went mostly, but I enjoy mainly the part of like the beforehand and the after hat, like the afterwards. Yeah. Whereas the actual bit of being in the club, like... That is oh, the worst part, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I like, enjoy it, but... so close to you, and I'm just... Oh, I enjoy no. it, but... I, but I, sweating. Yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant. I way prefer the build-up when, you, when you're just in your flat yeah. or your house, just drinking yeah. with friends. That's why I always I always do the build-up. I always say, yeah, yeah, cool, like... And then the moment they're like, we're going to the club now, I'll be like, I'm going I'm to bed. <laughs> well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to watch some friends in yeah. my room, in my bed. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or you hear the- or probably later when i have to come and pick you up from the taxi oh yeah yeah, yeah. true I, for me sometimes yeah. when whenever it's like i'm not going out it's usually hearing them like fall into the house at 3 a.m yeah um yeah, yeah. sounds about right yeah god's sake <laughs> thing is there any last sort of thing that really surprised you about uni apart from what you've already mentioned i think probably i think especially in the age of social media we're in uh you kind of surround yourself with people who think exactly like you or who think very similar to you. Yeah. So, you know, every single person I follow on Instagram is into sustainability, veganism, all that sort of stuff, or at least are aware of these things. And I think when I got to uni, I was kind of like, it really hit me that a lot of people actually have just never even thought about a lot of the things which I think about daily. Um, and they maybe have things which they think the same as me. They're like, how has she never thought of that? You know. Yeah. Um, but so meeting so many people who think so differently to me, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just to finish up, is there any last thing that you found surprising that you were talking about? Um, yeah, so finding people who thought different to me, but also I, you kind of, I, when I spoke to my brother, my brother went to uni two years before me. He went to Birmingham and literally all of his friends are like, vegans do yoga they're all like very oh, wow that sounds very zen yeah all very zen but also kind of like my idea of what university students are like i don't know why i've always had the idea that like people go to uni and they kind of find themselves and they kind of like i don't know yeah become vegans do yoga i don't know all of that sort of stuff which is literally what happened to me like i got to uni like second week started doing yoga loved it so much <laughs> literally love yoga became a vegan with this sort of stuff but um i've not found anyone anyone who kind of i found one girl who's plastic free and a vegan 
and that's it. So I definitely also need to join the vegan society this year and to find more people who I can share my recipes with. Yeah. Um, you guys, you di- yeah, you guys do sound quite like rare people to, to meet. <laughs> yeah, that, but, I found that. I can't find anyone else. <laughs> but, uh, but hopefully through what you're doing, through the, uh, you know, awareness you're raising and, and making it seem more um, interesting, making it seem, yeah, making hopefully. it seem more, uh, more accessible. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. you'll start to meet more people who are uh, I hope so. trying to do. And I mean, like mentioning what you said about what I can do and, and make it and, and doing research and finding, um, you know, alternatives to plastics and things. Um, like I have tried to, you know, find alternatives to milk and things that I might try, um, you know, uh, cutting down on certain meats. I mean, I'm not sure if I can go all the way. Um, I guess that will be yeah. remain to be seen. But that's a good change already. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast episode. It's been a really insightful and interesting chat that I've had. Um, I'm hoping, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I'm hoping to make and continue to make positive changes through what I'm you know, doing in my life, hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why I wanted to speak to you and find out more. Um, if you've been listening... I hope you've been uh, entertained and enthralled by what we've been hearing from Maliki about all the different things that we can start doing. Um, Wherever you've been listening to this, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, um, make sure to give it a good rating and also check out the YouTube channel where you can find some of the highlights from this particular conversation. And I hope you've been enjoying listening to the other episodes. There's more to come over the next few weeks. Right, we'll see you in next week's episode.